It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You're here. You did it. You're here. You're consuming things. You need to stop, okay? It's getting mad. It's like every day. It's compulsive. It's just thing after thing. And it's like, okay, breathe. Look at a tree. Like, bite some twigs (laughs) off and meditate. (laughs) Chew some gum and spit it out. And then um, regret it and clean it up and start doing some community service. Stop consuming things for two seconds, okay? Pause the podcast. Look at a tree. Come back to us. It's okay. Everything's fine. We're calming down. We need to talk about things today, Christopher Anousis. And one of them is um, you had to do, in your own words, squiffy things last week due to my occasional not talking into this microphone. Do I have that right? Correct. <laughs> Thing is, it's like I can't. I, what, what's the deal, do you think? Because I'm a big sucker for a if, nice if, if we need to, If we need to talk about your hardware again jeff and what you use <laughs> to record and the suggestions I mean, that i have made which yes. you have not gone along with yeah this is why i do, hold on are you saying the issues i'm currently giving you are, are fully down to the equipment good... you're using yes oh okay. i thought it's like i'm just not talking into the mic enough also well well yeah there's that but you wouldn't know that unless you had nice equipment that was feeding back your mic back into your ears so you knew what you were doing but this is a this i'm is so a... glad to let the audience know what it's happening behind the scenes, people having a go at people for being in a lower income bracket. It is what it is. It's all good. No, 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 no. It's not about income brackets. It's what you choose to spend your money on, Jeff, which is something completely different. <laughs> being judged. What, are you, what are you wearing today, on. Jeff? <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, it is about uh, what you choose because at the end of the day, it's a lo-fi podcast operation on my end, but I've got my Beyonce merch, so we all come out as happy and as ourselves as we need to be, ladies and gentlemen, today. Exactly. So don't Wait. come at me. Don't come at me, bro. I'm coming <laughs> you at you. At me. <laughs> You're coming at you, but I would like to not become at for. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be came at right now. I don't want to be talking about this. I prefer come at for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I mean, we did it. We're here. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think there's an equivalent uh, podcast out there that's going to review this podcast. That's going to give this episode as good a review as the comrades episode five two two of ninety nine percent invisible is going to get. But I'm. Spoilers. Skipping ahead, I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> not exactly spoilers. We do set up the listener a week in advance. I'm not sure if you've listened to our podcast before. Um, this week we have 30 seconds for me. Whose go is it? I think it's mine. Is it you? It is. Do you have a little? Um, <sighs> yes, do you have a spin on it. Uh, do I have a spin? On- no, because I'm not mean like you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, find get, I, don't... <laughs> I find it invigorating. Okay, well, Jeff, for all the new people out there that have just picked up this first episode, because we're now 21 deep. How? how, Who knew? We're 21 deep into the the life of the cultural content consumption appraisal hour. Can you just give them a quick 30 second rundown of what the show's about, what we do and why we do it? Starting now. 
why do we do it? Oh gosh, you throwing that in at the end made it quite deep. Well, we do it, I think, because we're friends and we talk a lot. And for a while, we're like, hey, we should make a podcast out of this. We like to, we chew on a lot of art simultaneously. We do like to do this mutually. We like to recommend things back and forth. To have it be slightly systematic, I'll admit it, it's sad. Friendships should just be floating out there. They don't need to be tethered to a podcast. But I think it makes sense for us. It makes a weekly appointment quite nice to see a friend, to, to give them a bit of a reading and drag parlance, to uh, bullshit a bit and have fun and let you hear it. I mean, fucking rambling, mate. Fucking Did you mention scores? Rambling. Did you mention winning? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, but, fine. <laughs> do you know Just what it joking. is with the 30-second game? If you happen to listen to a day where like, I'm very coherent and wanting to explain to a newcomer, welcome but like sometimes like you can't just say the scores every week can you can you sometimes you play the 30 second game and you're not very good at it so on days like that you get me rambling and if you're a new listener you're like what am i listening to and you might not stick around but if you have stuck around, we love you. We appreciate you. I think. I mean, if they've stuck around for these four and a half minutes, I think. good for you. Um, we're reviewing things. I think uh, it's getting quite unique today. Now, yes. um, I wanna. I have like I have bookmarks in my head of the things that I've consumed. I have bookmarks in my head for the points I want to make. But the most urgent bookmark now is just as we're setting up to press record. Mr. Anusa starts making a link between the two very divergent different things we're reviewing today. And it was just so lovely that I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute, mate. Why don't you sh- why don't you share that with our with our people? I, with I, our I just think audience? sometimes we we pitch things to each other. Yes. We still use that word pitch occasionally. Do. Don't know what it means. And yeah. and we don't know what the other one's pitching. Right. And then we consume those things. And then they're somehow linked together in in a, in a beautiful, inclusive, culturally way, which Ooh. I found very. Um. A- amusing is not the right word. <laughs> I, find, I find it pretty amusing, but but still, this is uh, you're using these words of um, inclusive and nice, like like specify for me. So I've got the comrades, which is an episode of a podcast called Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, and it's about um, an ultra marathon that takes place in South Africa. And you've got Homecoming, which is a documentary slash performance festival film about Beyonce's Coachella. I mean, did you watch both of these things this week? I have consumed both of these things, but okay. we have listeners plus, plus who... a live Beyonce. <laughs> oh yeah, plus yeah, last yeah. night exactly, <laughs> which will only link uh, into yeah, it a little yeah, yeah. bit. I'm not providing. So basically, the yes. the the podcast about comrades, which we'll delve into. I, mm. I feel like rather than me explain both of these things, let's do our reviews and then see if we sure. can make the links themselves. Would be a, I, I an just, easier way. There's something about the word inclusive is what you're saying that is, I think, the main yes. the main link. Because I'm still, it's it's funny, you've done it twice now, off pod and on pod, and I think you want our reviews to do it. I still don't quite get the link we're trying to make, but I'm here for it. I'm making links every week. It's always so random. Sometimes it's so different. Um, what did we have the other week when we had... Um, oh, speaking of links... Odds mm-hmm. and ends just right out the gate because I feel like every week we don't mention it. It gets more and more ridiculous. I have a, a mate or two who have been catching up with the podcast and they're commenting on it. And it just yep. makes me feel so silly as a podcast <laughs> host. Uh, is slash... this the John Mulaney thing? This is the John Mulaney thing. John <laughs> Mulaney, got re- his new stand-up special got reviewed on the same episode we reviewed Into the Spider-Verse. And this motherfucker, he's, he's in the Spider-Man movie that we reviewed and we did not put that link together. Um, yep. Shout out to our friend Ali who pointed this out initially. He deserves the credit, and he uh, we deserve uh, to be Doctor Point. For <laughs> there was an actual, very specific, concrete link between the two. One appeared in the other. Whatever yep. spiritual link Christopher is making between today, they do not feature in the other. Beyonce did no performance art referencing an ultra marathon, and none of her songs <laughs> featured in the podcast episode. But John Mulaney was in Into the Spider Verse. 
And we didn't po- even mention Point taken, Jeff. It's interesting, right? Actually, it's quite Jeff, it's quite are you amusing. becoming a John Mulaney guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. I like John Mulaney. Yeah. I like... Um... <laughs> it's funny, though. He is... Uh, um... Are you laughing because you, you sort of asked that in a wrestling way? I can't, no, I kind of said that in the way that you just you said, "Am I becoming a Marvel guy?" Like a few weeks back, John and, guy. Just, and now I've been trying to drop it in every episode since with different <laughs> different things, and I, and I don't know if you've ever picked up on it. Do you know but, what? No, I think no. <laughs> I think sometimes uh, there's there's parlance. You, you ask there. the question, you answer the question genuinely. I'm like that went straight over his head. Off we go. Let's carry I've, on. <laughs> I've noticed this. There's parlance that I take for a given that like is like the newer younger people are saying it, and I just sort of start rolling with it. And I do notice that you you. You were very amused by it and you enjoy it. And I've just stopped <laughs> noticing it's even different. Like your boys. Your boys are here hosting a podcast. You spent like 10 minutes laughing at that the first time. Because <laughs> you said your boys a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, shall we start with yours? Let's I mean, start with yours. This John Mulaney guy is ready to be a podcast guy. Yes. So I I hadn't actually listened to this podcast yeah. prior to me asking you to listen to it. Oh, this is fantastic. Um, so I listened to it the other day, but it was a recommendation from my partner, yes. which, which gets a shout out quite often, my partner, um, where she said, give him this. This is very interesting. It was a, this was a really interesting pod that she'd listened to recently, mm. which ties into my like love of running. Mm. Um, a YouTuber that I follow is running this race next weekend. So there was sort of little links. I thought, sod it. I'll throw it in Jeff. And you've always reference saying we should review a pod which would be very meta of us mm. of some <laughs> of some guy. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. So this is the 99% invisible podcast where from the few that I have listened to throughout mm. throughout the last few years they're just very much individual episodes about random topics, things, architecture, all sorts of just random stuff. Mm. They just pick a topic and they just dive into it. I remember listening to one um where they literally talked about the death of Second Life, which was like a a, a video game where mm. people lived in the computers <laughs> or whatever and stuff like that. So they just they just literally find everything. Um, while they did one episode, one episode I think specifically about the the ET game that never got made or got made, but oh, then was like a big big deal because it was a terrible game because they rushed it um, and things like that. So there's, there's they do random things yes. constantly. Yes. Um, so this is that particular episode. Um, I was surprised that you hadn't actually heard of Nightmare yeah. when I mentioned it, even yeah. though they're a big thing. And Roman Mars has yes. a voice for podcasts, which I'm sure you'll delve into because you've got a thing about voices, which I is do. another thing. Yeah. Um, but yes. Go ahead. Let me know what you think. Give me yeah. your thoughts. Um, I yeah, I, I listened to it and it and it went in a direction that I wasn't didn't actually think it would go. But it talked about a lot about the apartheid in South Africa mm. and the separation of blacks and whites and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, crack I on. mean, let's all just what do you think? Let's settle in and buckle our seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Jeffrey Barlow on a podcast gets to review another podcast. We've all been waiting for this moment, me especially. <laughs> okay, so this is this is. You know, it's, I don't feel it's especially meta, but it is just like it's starting the Funhouse Mirrors, just caverns of podcasts reviewing podcasts. I look forward to the year anniversary where we review this podcast, talking about the podcast, you having competed in the Comrades Marathon, listen to the podcast during the Comrades Marathon, and then we review the podcast <laughs> in that context. Do you know what I mean? It's just a so lot. So many show titles in that last minute. Jeff. It's just layers <laughs> and mirrors, and it's crazy. So there's a few different angles. I can uh, approach this um, at, right? Um, And one of them is just, I'm going to get to the specifics, but just to initially even just broach the subject, the podcast as an art form. I'm a Mm. big podcast guy, okay? 
and um a lot of them is uh i think we've talked about this before with other forms of entertainment we watch i've got this um quite annoying thing about forms of entertainment and i hate to use this phrase but like almost time killers background noise music makers where you don't have to have all your attention on it right so like Mm -hmm. A really good movie at the cinema, this is why I really pursue cinema trips as often as possible, is uh, 95 to 100% attention required, right? Whereas a lot of TV shows, I'd say it's about 80 when you're at home and just a bit more chill. And then some of the podcasts for me. So I'm a big um, football podcast guy occasionally, big MMA podcast guy. I feel like I can be hovering in the 50-60 range, either doing a workout, getting some busy work done, running an errand, and for a few minutes, I just drop out of listening and then I come back and I don't necessarily have to rewind. It's just people chatting and I've missed one or two little tidbits, right? So that's kind of my uh, more general way of appreciating and living day to day with podcasts. Now, this one, I feel like it's it's roughly 40 minutes or so. So it's not mm. at all uh, an intimidating listen, but the amount it's of time. It's not times... 2017. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I feel like, you know what? On just one level every week, it's like. Whoever's recommended the shorter things is the nicer. That's that's what it is, yeah. right? So this week, uh, fair play to you, mate. Um, but the amount of times, it was just so interesting because I listen to podcasts so regularly, too regularly. I need to chill. Um, but the amount of times I hit, I hit that skip 15 seconds back thing because I didn't want to miss a detail. And it just made me realize how much I'm hovering in that 50, 60% region more than even I thought. I know sometimes when I'm doing it, but I think... The amount that usually I don't rewind back and I'm just generally getting the flavor of the conversation and a quote pops up, but then, you know, my attention drifts for a minute. I'm doing something else and I don't necessarily feel like I have to go back all the time. With this, I kept having to go back. Now, let me, um, you know, as as Christopher described during the 30-second game uh, last week, podcasts are just, it's just basically, it's the radio. We're recording audio programs out here, right? But this, mm. I yeah, it's quite interesting because I feel like um, I'm aware of the podcast universe, but... On a more mainstream level, the ones that make that you know get the most views, whatever. But I'm so niched up out here, like maybe a few episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience, depending on the guest. But like, I don't think I'm aware of like the most successful mainstream podcasts, and a lot of those seem to me very like professionally done. And the thing that I still can't work out about 99% Invisible, um, super general. So like, depending on what guests they can get on and what uh, research they're going to do, what direction they're going to take it, they get different people on. It's mm. it's like a little um, uh, DIY, not DIY, but it's like a smaller BBC Bloomin' audio documentary. Um, yeah. You know, do you know what I'm saying? So for this one, um, there's there was two hosts, Roman Mars, who is the constant host for 99% Invisible, um, sort of behind it all. He's got, a, like you say, great voice for broadcasting. He's he's fantastic. And there's a, another woman who. Um, Hosts with him, um, Ryan Lenora Brown, I think is her name. Um, she's fantastic too. And it's just immediately you're getting into the nitty gritty of a race. And then so I'm thinking, okay, this is a very interesting way for Christopher to get me to talk about racing, get me interested in races, long races. This is an ultra marathon. And it's, it's I would call it an audio documentary. For me, yeah. I guess because of how I consider podcasts a bit less uh, heavy lifting. This is more the podcast as a documentary, an audio documentary. And it does um, raise interesting questions to me of like the podcast as an art form, because the way I live with them, as I've described, is like we love consistency. We love knowing hosts and getting used to them on the weekly basis. And I'm not necessarily like, uh, you know, uh, after the most 
finished polished product with all the research and everything i just want i want consistency and i want people i like talking about things i'm into whereas this one was like work was put in research was done vibes were explored and um it was really really fascinating i'm into i'm a very very low-key uh runner i do it for uh, mental health and physical health and as a bit of a hobby but like um you know in my wildest dreams i'd love to run longer races and get into it but like i'm a bit of a um a bit of a casual in terms of a fan of running and um i'd never heard of the comrades um and it was just uh, a bit of a history on it and it links to apartheid in south africa and straight away you're introduced um to another character and it's this woman and she runs the the comrades as a pace setter for the slowest races and um she just starts talking and she starts talking about like um oh i put on my makeup today i'm here to be i'm not a very fast runner so i'd rather you know i'm here to be cute uh, since i can't be fast yeah. and she's immediately very charming and i'm very taken with her and i actually had this thing where when the story drifted onto like the really um fast runners and how at a certain point in the 70s they finally due to lots of political upheaval let um black people run in this race and it started talking about people like trying to to win it i was like oh i wish like this is going to impact my score and i know it's very a personal thing but like i wish they went back to the other woman like she was like um i want to hear more about her and then it did and i was like yes let's go um but uh she she's a little personal introduction to a, a race like today but basically the history of this race you know it could have just been called the history of the the comrades in a sense because you're very much given a dude the first year they ran it like four people in it like yeah. what even <laughs> is starting a race like if you just started running from aylesbury to harrow and like had a mate do let's, it with you you know what let's do it let's start it <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean though? i love that idea of like the amount of like diy st entrepreneurial starting projects that i i'm very interested mm. in just the idea of whoever you know i want they should go out and just find that that one dude who started it in a way but um mm. uh, they did more than enough research don't get me wrong um but yeah so four people do it the first year it, it picks up steam it gets into the history of even Oh, it's so interesting. Ultra marathons in uh, general becoming more of a thing. This is like the most popular known one out there. And then um, as opposed to like marathons, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like in the tens of thousands that do the Boston Marathon. And then as an ultra, this like gets just as many or whatever, which is crazy. Like it's a, it's um, a very uh, unusually popular race and it's been going for many years. And the main um like political sort of uh, education you're getting here is that basically it took place in south africa and for years um women would run it and sometimes they wouldn't count their scores or they block them off from finishing and um black they people literally wouldn't to let do them it. in the stadium right. where the finish line was right which, which is, is just crazy. crazy to think of yeah it's crazy to think of and so it both talks about that and almost ultra marathoning if that's a verb as a as a concept and like i really love these points they were making towards the end when it sort of tried to put you in that um headspace which i'm sure you're more familiar with having done a few marathons mm. but just these ideas of like some people were like addicted to it doing it every year and like i think she, she put it really nicely um uh lenora brown um at the beginning she was like it's just full of people if you know any south africans you know someone who's who's doing this race or has done it yeah because every year it's full of people in a midlife crisis or a new year's resolution who's doing it like people will wake up and be like okay i need to get my life together i'm doing the comrades and that's like a beautiful crazy thing because for me it's like more than enough to 
put set your heart on a, a marathon when you're at that space in life but an ultra marathon can you remember off the top of your head i can google it now what is the so it's um and, and anything further than a marathon is classed as an, oh really okay yeah, so, yeah. so this one i've actually got a um this 55 oh sorry 89k which is 55 yeah. miles and whereas uh, a marathon is 40 something 42k 42k or 26 K. miles or 26 yeah. miles so yeah this is this is a mad thing and if you're <laughs> if you're running it really well it's still an all-dayer it's still um uh you know i don't know uh the record is held um by david gatby in five hours 18 minutes let's say now oh, yeah. i'm really touching just to, to point on one or two things that like touched me before touched me um that i found i found to be touching it was um this woman who yeah it's the pace setter for the slowest runners i found that really moving because i love how they said like yeah if you're a pace setter for someone who's like a bit more of a, a you know a medium level runner you're you're making a big difference to their life helping them do a thing um a personal best let's say they yeah. could get a personal best because of you whereas the person who's doing the the pace setting for the slowest runners you're potentially the difference between them either accomplishing this life goal or not like full yeah. stop let alone a personal best like um after 11 or 12 hours uh they they stop you being able to finish it and this yeah. will happen to people so the person there who... are some crazy um youtube videos i've seen oh no where literally they're They've it, run it for goes, like 12 hours and then can't yeah, finish. Yeah, so it gets oh. to the 12 hour mark and they literally pull a barrier across the, the finish line and don't let them cross, oh, which is, just must be heartbreaking. Oh, mate. Like, I'm never going to, I'd rather just, oh, I can't imagine. Um, but so this woman is, she's amazing. And she just, uh, mm. they, they talk about how, like, in the course of one single day, you go through every human emotion. It's life contained in a run, is why people love the comrades. And it's, uh, you know, despair, joy, ecstasy utterly giving up you know triumph at the end so like for someone who like isn't a runner and doesn't understand it um that is a bit of a glimpse into why people do it um mm. it's funny because i seem to have to get a, a bit personal with our listeners i see as a big runner i seem to have like some sort of physical thing with with my uh, legs and my alignment and my calves and all this stuff that prevents me from running a marathon without getting really injured that i just can't uh figure out but i really enjoy halves and stuff like that but there was something about listening to this where it's like yeah the idea of like just super wearing yourself out you can speak to this a bit as a marathon runner right super mm. just wearing yourself out and being a finished completely done wreck of a person you've squeezed out every last bit of you by the end and then you can just sort of bask in that glow in a way um afterwards for a bit it's like you would you climbed you climbed the mountain so to speak like it, it, it attracts me very much. It is still a life goal of mine to figure out just even to do one marathon and, and get get that together. But it was a beautiful um, look at uh, people doing ultra marathons, the history of, of this one, which I'd never heard of, and a super polished product. That's 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 my review. I found it very enjoyable and kept having my main <laughs> takeaway was just the amount of times I kept skipping back and being like, wait, say that again. There was this guy who'd run it many times who was like, even at the most politically turbulent times, there was no such thing as apartheid when that gunshot went off. Yeah. Just because we were all the same and we were and all running that, that race. And that I was one of the that bits point. that I, I really liked was that, so apparently South Africa didn't get television until like 1974 right. or 75. And then they spoke about how the comrades was just something, because there wasn't a lot of TV at the time. It was something they would just put on and it was on for the whole day yeah. and everyone could watch it. And then even though there was still segregation in say the cities, um, when they were watching TV, they were seeing black and white runners running next to each other. Mm. And it was just almost 
um, a representation that they hadn't seen or didn't think was possible, but they were seeing it on their television from this race. And mm. apparently the when they included black and female runners in the race, it was almost the precursor to almost abolishing segregation in South Africa and stuff like right. that. I just thought... I didn't realize the cultural significance significance of the race until I've listened to the crazy the podcast yes and stuff like that and um it, it there was a really funny moment actually when I was listening to it and they're talking about just South African history history generally and I'm like gosh yeah as usual with stuff like this it always makes me think like you know learn your history I need to oh this is the point yeah. I wanted to make to you you even recommending this to me like I thought you'd listened now that I know mm. that you had afterwards, but it sounds like you enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. You're such yeah. a secret book guy. Like you are, this is a, <laughs> this was such a book. This podcast yeah. was a book. And it was funny because I heard someone talking the other day about how, like in terms of human history, we've been listening to each other for a lot longer than we've been reading. So like, even though reading seems like a very ancient old art, it's actually relatively new compared to just listening to each other. So there is something almost yeah. more physically natural about listening. But yeah, secretly, like if you were getting into the nitty gritty and the details and how this mm. race intersects with like the political history of South Africa, like you're, you're a secret uh, yeah. reader out here. And, and also what, what I still found fascinating is that it didn't, all of that sort of South Africa, and I'm I'm no way an historian or educated enough to get the have fuck out of here to, for, for people to believe most of the stuff that I say. <laughs> but um, the, the the fact that a lot of that um, turmoil in South Africa mm. stuff didn't really get resolved until the mid '90s, yeah, and that's right. still really recent. Well, Super. for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let alone <laughs> Not for these Gen Zers, but no, yeah, exactly <laughs> but, right. And I'm like, that's still so recent. Yeah, and and. I, I don't know. I still feel like we've got a long way to go. Yeah. As, as humans. 100%. <laughs> in general. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It does, it does I, bring that to it just, it just remi- it, just, it just reminded me. I was like, ah, yeah. We yeah, because there's other things. really bad not that long ago. Yeah, there's other <laughs> things that we can be like, oh, before our day, that and that happened, right? And yeah. we're still reckoning with um, the legacy it's left behind, like awful mm. atrocities, right? Whereas this one, it's while we're alive that they yeah. sort of... So like it's a very and there are some point. things that actually make me feel like we're going backwards. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. History yeah. is definitely more of a a circle than a a, pro, a progressing line forward. Unfortunately, it seems like. Oh, but listen, history mate. is more of a circle <laughs> than a progressing line. I like that. Thanks, mate. But um, the, the, I, I, the bit where it really caught me out of this podcast, and I was almost like, this might be the best podcast I've ever listened to because I. Didn't oh my god! Like, <laughs> well, it was it was here, and it wasn't quite. But like they're they're um they're letting you hear a, a Nelson Mandela speech, and it's like they they discuss how. Bruv, in his um, autobiography, Long Walk to Freedom, he talks about the benefits of running. And then they're like, he literally, like, in his cell is has been doing jogging laps. all these years and doing laps and probably in the in the prison courtyard or whatever. And he's just talking about it. And it's like, wow, imagine, you know, finding some benefits in running in that way. And he talks about how, like, running taught him that, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I thought about you at this point. It's not about, uh, like, how um, physically uh, talented and gifted you are. Running taught me it's mm. all about graft. And working hard and knowing yourself and working around that and all this stuff like a really nice quote and then it actually plays an audio excerpt of one of his speeches and he's like i'm not gonna do the voice i almost did the voice. <laughs> don't do the voice jeff don't do the voice. <laughs> i was like a millisecond i caught myself did you hear me start the voice i started i'll, I'll cut i'll, I'll cut out. <laughs> no, listen. um but he basically says this yeah i'm gonna run the uh the comrades 
And I was like, am I about to hear about Nelson Mandela <laughs> running an ultra marathon as like nah, new, work. newly released? Uh, yeah, it was a work. It was just a joke. When you, you know, they explained it sounded afterwards. so serious. I, did, I, didn't I, did you I, I was driving one? and I almost pulled over. <laughs> he said it in a non, I'm sorry, but he's not the greatest joke teller then because he sounded dead serious. And then the, he needs to work on his delivery. Yeah, a little we'll, bit. We'll... Mate. Come on, get a bit Chris Rock in. Yeah. But um, the hosts afterwards explained like he was 78 at the time and he was just joking um plus i really like that was a whole other tangent uh to explore like has any um they're always bloody showing boris johnson out here looking a proper fucking shambles running but has any like high level politician he was just chasing someone else's dog in that picture <laughs> has any um high level politician ever done an ultra marathon that's mad i'm sure they've done marathon but an ultra that's that they, seems like they something they shouldn't do that much work hey <laughs> politics politics um <laughs> i need to cut that cut that <laughs> Who's coming for you you're fine um but yeah so um there's a few like here's okay i gotta say because i'm just giving it all the love my one criticism or just because of my own personal taste um like i, I suddenly wanted to know everything about nelson mandela i wanted to know all about yes. this lady who started it because apparently she like you know had done a few races and then even being asked to become a play a pace setter is like a big deal and it's because she found out about herself um Imagine setting up. This is something I don't do, but Christopher could speak to this a little bit. Imagine mm. setting a pace for how you run a mile or a kilometer, whatever it is, and then consistently repeating that 40 odd times for a marathon, 60 odd, odd times for an ultra, right? And someone who's going to be a pace setter helping everyone else do that has to, can't just like, oh, hopefully. They have to do it like fucking clockwork out here. And that's what she was uh, doing. And so I found her amazing. I could have done like. I'm out here wanting the extras of the podcast. I want the whole unedited interview with her. I want uh, an, an expert on Nelson Mandela to come in and give me half an hour on that. Like it's a, it's a funny criticism to make, but to to get a polished product that gave you like a flavor and a taste and started teaching you, it was a, a beautiful little intro. But I actually could have just done more. And uh, mm. but I, I really enjoyed it. It was a it was a great shout. Now I've got to ask you before we get out of here with scores a few questions. Like as a runner, um, in terms of speaking about the ultras and stuff. Question one, like, how did you enjoy the info you got? Um, did you like the pod? But question two is, have you ever been tempted by an ultra, Mister Mister Regular Marathon out here? What, what do you What do you make of that whole? Thing? I was close to signing up for one in May. It was going to be in May, but it was going to be May. Sorry. <laughs> Yes. The second that came out of his mouth, I was like, he's going to applaud himself for that one. He's, gonna... he's almost so uh, simultaneously oh, disgusted and happy with himself. That... Um, yeah, I, I thought after so doing two marathons back to back, I thought with a bit of recovery, I, I was thinking of doing an ultra around Surrey somewhere. Right. But then I looked at the logistics of getting there in time for the start and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, ah, no. Nah, well, you were going to book it for the same month you were going to do it. So like... No, no, no. I, I was going to... Earlier in the year, I right. saw that there was one in May, I and I was going to book it, um, but I I didn't in the end. But it's, it's been something thoughts? that yeah, I it's something that I'm keen to do at Ooh. some point. I don't know when it needs to be the right sort of time, the right sort of thing. Whether mm. it's going to be a hilly, traily one, whether it's just going to be like a crazy end to end point one mm. or something, because yeah, it is something that you do really push yourself to do it, mm. and it's not something that you're going for necessarily specific time for it's more around completing it and that sort of thing mm. but i don't know i don't know i've got my my goal this year is to get my marathon time down 
first. Right, right, and right. And then maybe if I can get that anywhere yeah. near where I wanted to get it to, then maybe next year I'll find some. But there are some amazing races out there that I've just discovered by getting more and more into running where you're like, wow, that sounds incredible. That sounds right, incredible. Right, right, right. Part of it is like the location, the history of the race, the time yeah. of the year. There's a lot to that that culture. Yeah, dude, the, yeah. Whole, the whole, like, if you get in the weeds of the whole running culture, it is, it is quite a fascinating place this one it was quite early on that they say um like i've heard of ultra marathons um like i don't know much about them yeah um, and i heard them say like it's a pretty typical like white man in his 40s yes. married yes that's yes. like the, yes, yes, the main yes. profile of a person doing an ultra and there does seem to be a certain uh yeah class of person who is much more likely to do it um like she said it's a mixture of midlife crises and new year's resolutions but it's also like about pushing yourself right and it's uh yeah there's something and to be honest you've got to be privileged enough to be able to have time right to train. time to train you need time exactly. to train for it as well it's exactly. not something you it's know something casual someone who's, yeah not someone who's possibly working two jobs right. or whatever you know it's, it's it's horrible to say but you, it's something you've got to commit to no yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. definitely um yeah i really i really uh enjoyed it did you um when you say it took a different direction, were you expecting more just like pure race talk and the history was actually quite surprising to you? Yeah, the the, the history. I, I wasn't expecting as much history talk and then the history I did here was kind of interesting, mm. and intriguing. Yeah, yeah, right. Super, super. This is um, low-key. Uh, bri- are, we, are we trying to bribe your partner to get to listen to our podcast by something they recommended <laughs> featuring on the podcast <laughs> surely this will be an episode well when i told them oh you need to listen to the ed sheeran one they were like 100 percent no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> i don't know i thought that became quite an entertaining review really please i i thought it did right. i thought it was one of our best yeah actually yeah. um but um yeah i'm ready to to give some scores if cool you're cool, cool so i had you down as a two for anticipation Amazing. asking you to listen to a podcast that wasn't on your list i mm. thought would be annoying <laughs> um there was a lot so of i feel like pausing around the wait and <laughs> we did it today too you haven't heard of this like I still, i'm still gobsmacked <laughs> you haven't heard of it but i'm not i don't know it was either true crime or 99 percent invisible is what most people listen to I think, right yeah I exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay so i then had a four for enjoyment okay um because i thought you would enjoy it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. no i i thought it would intrigue you catch you and i thought you'd enjoy the product you'll hear romeo mars's voice and be like oh, Yep. I mean, um, and then I thought you'd then sort of settle back into a three. Yes. Um, for um, retrospect. Yeah. I mean, you're one off. Uh, <sighs> I, I was listen. The the just the sheer meta amusement of being recommended a podcast, even though I'd never heard of it. It was a three from the start. Definitely a four. So three for four Jura. three. Three four three, bro. You're oh, only one off. Only one off. I almost nailed it. Almost nailed it, my friend. Almost nailed it. Um. Very good time was had, and I've already uh, downloaded my next episode of this podcast. So I will try it again and update the pod as to whether what I'm was, staying what's the topic with this pod. Of the this pod, uh, the next one, it's actually uh, occasionally when I get into a new pod, I'll do a thing of like, let me just do the Call most recent episode, and it happens oh. to be about um, a children's book, and so like I'm very uh, up for that, and I've never heard of it. Um, I would tell you what it's called. Good night, nobody. It's a rebroadcast too, and it's 43 minutes. So just all the different boxes we're ticking there. It's about literature. It's, it's less than an hour. We're doing bloody fantastic. Now, two Jeff. hours and 17 minutes worth. Jeff. Yes, Christopher. So having already watched this, your scores are locked in, right? <laughs> yes. So I haven't already watched this movie at least twice. Right. 
prior to you pitching it. You didn't watch it again. No, I did. Did you? Oh, okay. Of course I had to. Uh, listen, I don't know. I was going to... I don't But think... it does mean my scores yes. are all over the shop. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the first time <laughs> So have you factored you that it? into your lockdown scores? I have. Um, okay. I have factored that in. But um, in uh, 2018, Coachella, like the biggest uh, concert going on out there, was headlined yeah. by Beyonce. And she... Oh, mate. One of my favourite things in life. Are you a member of the... The, the beehive oh i'm an official member of the beehive now okay. having having seen her at uh, tottenham hotspur stadium yesterday but we're talking about the film today which i was really like <laughs> it's funny it's like with you with so your... did you watch this before you went to the game yeah 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 i really wanted okay. to watch it before i watched it uh, quite soon after i pitched it to you last week um i okay. really wanted to uh, get it in um and i kept putting i kept being put off by the two hours 18 17 whatever it is and finally i was able to bite the bullet and um but when wa- you press play those two hours and 18 oh, minutes right? By, right oh fantastic start to your review but yeah i just wanted to say that she does one of my favorite things you can do as an artist in person as <laughs> she two birds and one stones it which is uh you know she's got a, a festival it's performance a, it's a doc it's a docu yeah. celebration. Do you know what? With all the concert just... film, it's a docu docu concert film. It's a docu concert film. Um, and uh, yeah, so you've already watched it twice. Is the funny thing? And so part yeah. of me was like, I want, and we've had interesting chats about this before, where you've recommended it to me. It's just like, you know, from the perspective of a music fan and a, someone who's in, interested yeah. in live performance. So, so I just, I should say, yes, I'm not a avid Beyonce listener. Right. I've probably listened to Lemonade back to front maybe once or twice mm-hmm. because it was the best album of the best year of albums according to James Acaster. Did he say the best of that year? No. Well, I, I, I don't know if he said it was the best of that right, year right, but right. it's it's on his list of why 20... A Moonshaped Paul was that year. Let's all just let's yeah. all just hold our horses. Yeah, but let's, I all, let's, all, let's all calm let's the all fuck calm down. down <laughs> we might be in the beehive but we're not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when Radiohead's out to play, they're out to play. <laughs> we anyway. haven't had an album since, and I'm in my feelings about it. Do go on. <sighs> that tweet you sent me, Jeff. Anyway, yes. <laughs> where was I? Yeah. So yeah, so I can't even say I've listened to any other Beyonce album back to front, right. or I've heard the hits, I've heard all that sort of stuff. Right. But when you see that there's a movie by Beyonce about a Coachella performance, which was in 2018 when she was meant to headline 2017, but then got pregnant with twins, mm. and then had to almost... I was about to say recoup. That's not the word, but recover. Recover, yeah. It's probably recover, get yeah. fit and do all that sort of stuff and then commit to doing it again the next year. Yeah. It's just incredible what she went through, what she put her body through yes. to then put on such an amazing performance. But not only just yeah. put on an amazing performance, but to put it on twice mm. and create an amazing concert film about it. Mm. I don't know what else to say. Just mm. go fucking watch it if you haven't watched Ooh, it. I could go. give you a review, but there's almost no point because it's brilliant. Just get on with it. But anyway, as reviews go... <laughs> i watched it for a third time and still enjoyed it right and still think it's one of the best things that netflix has put out wow 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 but um but yeah i mean we could spoil it and we probably will because that's what we're here for Mm. but i mean just the movie starts with just like i think it just starts with the performance how the performance started and there's like She's on like the little runway in front of the stage mm. and then she, her back's to the camera when all of her dancers move out of the way. And just the way it starts and her little strut at the start, you're just like, damn, woman can perform. She's owning that yeah. crowd. She does the proper Jacko shit as well of Ooh. just standing there and just letting people scream at her mm. <laughs> while mm. she does nothing mm. as well. Um, but yeah, so the, it, it's a big concert film. It's um, what I find amazing about this as well is the mm. arrangement of all the songs and mm. the use of the giant marching band culture. Um, yes, I spent the... most of 
watching it yesterday, trying to find a documentary that I watched many years Ooh. ago about marching bands in America really? and the whole high school culture about yeah, it. Because yeah. again, that's another fascinating thing is how yeah. she brought that in. I, it's very, it's yeah. very Radiohead 15 step at the Grammys. Wow. But... <laughs> the whitest possible parallel to draw. <laughs> I was going to say, it, yeah. But as, in the best way possible. Right, right. As some, <laughs> yeah. as some English boys out here, they kept saying um, HBC... And I was like, what is like, there was, there was a lot of marching band stuff going on. A lot of proud representation of culture and black culture. HBC. HBC and it turns out that means historically black colleges. So they ah, have a gotcha. huge marching band culture. And yeah. even the word, I, I wasn't quite aware. I, I swear Americans would know, would notice this without even notice they're noticing it. Right. Whereas yeah. for me, it's like, oh, this is a lot of almost high school sort of like i watch american teen dramas it's that sort of imagery and for for that is even what homecoming comes from that's what their homecoming would be this sort of like parade vibe with lots of marching bands and all that stuff so so on on the stage behind her is basically it's almost like high school bleachers type situation where and it's like stacked in a pyramid and sort of the front few rows are full of like amazing dancers of all different backgrounds, all different sizes. It's mm. incredible. Mm. And then everyone ab- above that is sort of like the marching band sort of lanes where they've just got drums around them, trumpets, violins, and they're just providing this sort of new arrangement of all of our songs. While they're not there for every every single song, they're probably there for about 70% of them. But then they're mixed in with obviously the full band behind there as well. Mm. And it's just an incredible... It's, it's me basically saying all the things that I liked about Ed Sheeran's live performances. <laughs> Promise yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mention it today. But <laughs> the fact that she can take those songs, do these incredible arrangements and still make them so interesting and fascinating to watch, it's yeah. just it's just incredible. And right. it just feels like this massive sort of togetherness and celebration from the start mm. of all of these sort of people that she's picked individually, she said. Mm. Um, whether they've auditioned for it or not, they didn't go into that sort of detail. Sure. But it's just... It's just it's, it's just fun to watch it's hard not to get involved in it right 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 and just sort of want you feel like you feel almost feel left out but a part of it at the exact same time <laughs> that's a great that's a great shout i really like that um yeah so like to get to watching it and and giving us your review this week i'm 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 pitching it to you but like do you remember between watching it the first time and wanting to watch it the second time as you say that's super interesting to me because you're not you're like a beyonce mm. appreciator without being like a big beyonce super fan was it just the first time you watched it, you were like so surprisingly won over by it. I think I, I think it was an accidental second watch. So oh, I joked I joked with my partner yesterday. We have this habit of um, we it's, it's almost like a, a Hamilton problem that we have as well. That as soon as you press play, you get so engrossed in it again yep. that you end up just going, "All right, we'll just sit here for." Yeah, even though we've done this before kind of thing. Even though we've done this before. And it's quite funny. Sometimes I'll just think of like a random Hamilton song that I like. I'm just, this is like a comparison, whatever. And I'll just find it on the, like the Disney Plus thing and just put it on. And the next thing I know, an hour and a half has gone by. Because we ended up just just watching the whole thing again. And I think the second time we watched the Beyonce thing, I think we just pressed play again because I just wanted to see like a bit of it. And then it was like, ah, okay, we're in in now. We'll just do this again because it's just so great. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. As it's something that came to mind watching this and watching her live at the weekend. But like, I'm now even more glad that through my uh, super obsessed uh, weirdo friend, Christopher Anousa's recommendations on our podcast that I got to like soak up a bit of Michael Jackson because mm. he's one of the few, I feel like who have raised a stadium performance to an art level. Right. And yeah. even though this is, this is more of a festival, it's still that like we're in the, oh, yeah. the tens of thousands to the point where it's nearly 100. Right. So it's just that that kind of uh, sheer crowd mass that you're dealing with. 
that she's so artfully working with that I felt like I had some sort of context for um, a master of that craft. Yeah, I feel like some people just happen to be playing like the biggest possible stage and they sort of figure out a bit of stuff. Whereas like it's almost like from the get go, uh, the mm. potential of a Michael Jackson or the potential of a Beyonce was to work with crowds this size. Like they have yeah. an innate feeling uh, for it. And this is where if I see sort of bands... Here we go. He's like, back on this. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to say it this time. But you see bands that sometimes play these stadium shows, right. where I think you'd be better off yep. doing Shepherd's Bush eight times right. or ten times right, or right. something like that because I don't feel you're not the, making the most of it. There's something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it just gets lost up in the. Oh, in, mate, in, say in, a name. In, Let's in go. The, Who are we? <laughs> don't come for Ed again. But you've got to have another uh, name. Well, no, no. Well, it's an example of I've seen Foo Fighters countless times. Sure, I may have sure. even mentioned it on this pod. Sure. But seeing them on the top tier of the O2 yep. was shit. Right. But seeing them on the ground of Earl's Court was incredible. Right. Even on the ground in Wembley Stadium, because right. I think they played in the centre or they played whatever i was quite close right you, you you're part of it yeah i just feel as you're getting further and further back you need to be adding something right to but your show to include don't you everyone. feel like that's because you were in a different place not not necessarily the show they were putting on like what if you were just on but, the but floor of the o2 if i was on the floor of the o2 that's fine mm. but i feel sorry for everyone else oh yeah yeah fair that's a fair point yeah yeah and me in the utter nosebleeds the other day for beyonce i had a whale of a time and i feel the like... other day it was last night we've really addressed <laughs> this <laughs> I I don't like she she played the yeah. gig. It's the same way you'll remember from being kids in drama class, right? Where we yeah. do a run through of a play, and the drama teacher yeah. would see sit in the back seat to make sure we're being heard, right? Like, are yeah. you doing your show for the people yeah. in the very back 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 row? And I felt yeah. like she was. And a, re- a weird um a weird word occurred to me both watching this film and seeing her live, which is respect. Like this mm. is a woman, and it's like um, a really uh, a part of the film that really reinforces this is the the few they give this ambiance of behind the scenes working on the show, and it melds yeah. so professionally and well. Where like it was a bit, to be honest, it was a bit um, almost last waltzy. Where like sometimes you're talking to the band and they're doing the performance. It was that yeah. it was that seamless. It had a nice vibe and atmosphere to it. But just the way that she would like sort of in a very friendly way like woman knows she's got cameras on her blaster don't you worry mm. about that she's an utter pro through and through but the way that she would be drilling everyone to like no we have to get this right we have to go again blah blah blah. the obvious graft and hard work this woman has and then seeing her live as well just it, it shone through this woman respects her audience she is not mm. i feel like she would take it as a personal affront if you came to her show and did not have the best time like she's not letting anyone who paid for oh. that show not have a wicked time what you're talking about there, I actually made a note for oh. one of those little clips because mm. she, she basically, what I love about the show mm. is that, is my point earlier, where it's like you feel like you're a part of it, but you're not, but yes. you are, yeah, sort yeah. of thing, is that she says that she's, she was trying to get the point through after. So basically, they would do loads and loads of run throughs, and after every single run through, mm. she said that they'd have a meeting after each run through yes. um, with about 50, 50. or 60 of them. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and and just go through the notes, go through the notes, go through the notes. And she said that she wasn't getting the feeling through to the camera mm. of what it felt like to be on those bleachers and on those racks. Right. And that's what she was trying to portray. And she goes, whether we need to mic it up, whether we need to do something, we'll, mm. we'll get there and we'll keep doing it. But that's what she's trying to get across is that yes. when you're in the midst of the performance, you're all having the freaking whale of a time and we need to somehow get that across mm. and bring everyone else on that journey with us. Mm. And I was like, so she had a clear sort of outcome of what she was trying to achieve. And she, and she even said, it'll take steps, it'll take days, it'll take weeks or whatever, but... Mm. We need to do what we need to do to get it to that point. Mm. And I was like, that's, she knows what she wants and she knew what she was trying to deliver. Yeah, 100%. And she was the first black woman to headline Coachella. First Just black woman. to get that point in. 
Yeah, yeah, because um, it's it's a big point to be fair, and um, because it's the whitest festival. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, uh, she had this quote uh, talking about like, um, I didn't quite realize the degree to which she brought she brings other people along for the ride, and for her, similar to yeah. Michael Jackson again, um, a really big important part is like, we're not like the songs are almost like um, they're like the the blue the not the blueprint they're like the foundation for like an entire performance, which is really also um hinging on dance and other performative yeah. em- elements right and she has these two twins who are quite key choreographers to the whole thing and she's talking mm. about extra musicians the dancers blah, blah blah and she just says at some point the amount of swag is just limitless the things that these young people <laughs> can do with their bodies and the music they play yeah. it's just not right it's just so much damn swag and um yeah like we can't we can't speak to like the most like super behind the scenes like what she really like to work with like the documentary gives a very in favor of her flavor of how great she is and how um you know she's like a bit of a creative pioneer and she rules with an iron hand but is very friendly like very maternal too but you know even though we can't like you know you're not going to get all the warts and all let's say which is a problem with all of these kinds of films right um it's a bit like it is not propaganda as such, but it is like marketing yeah, for yeah. them. But the um... <laughs> it was directed by Beyonce. Exactly, it was directed <laughs> by Beyonce, starring Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. Um, yeah. But uh, just the hard work that she clearly like that. I feel like you're not faking, right? She has another quote yeah. that was to me is my. It's the most simple. Like it's a bit of a cliche, and you'd hear it from someone who's trying to get their cast or their crew together or whatever. But her saying it in the context she did at some point between takes, like it, it, the sheer amount of choreography she's holding in her head while performing these songs and leading the performance. And, and probably, still singing live. And still, like, what the hell, right? So she has this quote, no matter who you are, you get in here and it's real. That's why people don't like to rehearse. You've got to get in here and be humble. You've got to study, be a student. It's like, yeah. okay, cool. But like when she's talking about um, rehearsing and then like for her diet, no alcohol, no bread, no fish, no meat, cutting out carbs, dairy and sugars recovering from being 200 plus pounds when she did have her yeah. twins to getting in that shape again it's like oh <laughs> funnily enough you saw the link of like inclusion in terms of the culture mm. we're portraying to the world and you saw that link yeah. with the podcast for me i actually saw a link in an athletic <laughs> sense she yeah, were, true. watching this film reminded me of watching um, i'm watching uh, the netflix thing on conor mcgregor called mcgregor forever and mm. when he's on it like he's obsessed to a point where nothing in his life isn't linked to fighting and i think for mm. her to do this properly she became dedicated on that level and as yeah. any aspiring artist or aspiring <laughs> to do anything or accomplish anything yeah. to see that level of commitment is really uh, and, and i think she she had a c-section as well yes so emergency so c-section yeah, so she even had more sort of recovery. They'd cut through her muscles yes. and things like that. Oh. So she had even more recovery. And there's there's a great sort of love a montage, Jeff. Oh, we love of, her. Of basically it was like 200 days out and it was showing her like yes. sort of little rehearsal clips yes. or whatever where she's still just trying to figure it out. She's just trying to just stay, stay standing up really, yes. it looks like, and whatever. Yes. And then it kept like sort of cutting another 20 days, another 30 days, another 20, 30 days or whatever down until it was like sort of 90, 60 days out. And then you're like, you see that she's like fucking on it. Yes. And it's just like that progression, which is, it was, just, it was a nice sort That's of... That's such a good montage. And I'll tell yeah. you another yeah. reason why, because it reminded me of um, even uh, you and me growing up doing music and we do a lot less music these days but every time it gets even brought up between us that you know um i want to do more music again i hope you do whatever you always use this uh, one word and it's just like frustratingly simple but it, mm. it it reminded me of that montage and it's just reps yep they make a point of showing her 
do her first post-recovery rehearsal and compared yeah. to what you've just seen in the opening of Coachella, where she's... Yeah. It's almost like the problem with Beyonce to a degree as a performer is like she makes it look so easy you don't even know what's happening. It's like watching Usain yeah. Bolt run. Like he's just going there's been, fast. There's been eight months of rehearsals. Right. It's been eight, yeah. <laughs> and the muscle memory is insane and the whatever. But like to go from that to then cutting to the realistic like it almost it almost makes you realise how much as a human she just must have been filled with doubt and anxiety and fear that she could get back to that place because she it shows her shaky first rehearsal back and mm. oh she's just like just like how i would be if i was trying to do it yeah. like if you haven't done your you're reps, right you're right me, give me a new eight months <laughs> give me a we new eight the, months we, we'd be we galaxies away from beyonce <laughs> um it's funny like i i, I used to um so like, just just I want to say sorry, please, that please. eight months. So she made a point of saying so they had three sound stages that they'd hired out to yeah. do all these rehearsals, one strictly for music, one probably for the pyramid, and one for something else. I don't even remember what it was. Mm. But the first four months she said was just getting the music production right, where it needed right, to right, be. Right. And then the next four months was right, let's bring it all together with yep. the um sort of the dancers and all that sort of stuff as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say it also it reminds me of um yeah, like I, I, I've, I've played songs and whatever, and I like to dance too. And every now and again, it's like, oh, maybe without my guitar on, if I ever do music again, like I'll, I'll just have a mic and be able to dance more. Then you watch Beyonce do it. It's like, oh, like what the hell am I even talking about? Give me, give me that fucking guitar back. I need that <laughs> yeah. guitar. I need to hide behind the guitar. <laughs> or, or whatever it is, like, like to a degree, like I, I find um, controversial take, but I find Bono to be quite a, a good frontman, and he's not out here doing those performances. But once you see choreography like that, it's, it's an interesting one. I was even, um talking to my mother and she was like i don't get quite why beyonce is like the biggest deal ever and it's funny it's, i think it's a bit generational thing right and i was mm. like to, well it's quite simple like she's probably the best singer going and she's the best dancer going so when you've got those two things the only other difference between you getting why she's the biggest thing and you not getting it is you just don't know her songs once you know her songs like the talent is I, undeniable I, I... I think that's a bit. Let's go. Let's get I into it. I think that's it. a bit mean to Beyonce. I think she's more than just that. With the because best singer, const- best dancer. Yeah, but she's also a good songwriter and keeps reinventing herself. And the songs that she put out, are, they're good as well. <laughs> sure, don't no, no, no. Say. Oh, mate, ever since. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There was and, a and, and her work ethic and her commitment to it as well. Sure, I remember. Sure. I think um, there's a friend tried to get me to watch a video where they'd mm. basically got like the logic tracks or something to a Beyonce song yes. and it literally showed how many takes were oh, on there amazing. before she actually got to the one that she was so it's her attention to detail which they, oh, totally. they bring up here they bring up here as well that she selected every light every fabric every bit of clothing every bit of staging and stuff mm. like that mm. for it as well I mean I would, so, I would, I would love yeah. to have a, a point uh, to dis- I thought your point and was she's also quite be... big because of those two girls that turned up as well at the show as well oh the destiny child shout out to destiny Destiny child what are their names jeff um i've got one of them come on do i wait come on i can do come on just think of it the name can you handle this (laughs) um it is oh i got it michelle williams yeah because that's the dawson's creek girl shout out (laughs) imagine that's the thing i'm still remembering her for kelly Rowland. There we go. Thank goodness. Um, And also Jay-Z turned up, which after Lemonade... Awkward. Dude, I mean, there's so many angles this could take. I'm still stuck on, like, you thought my point was not lauding her enough. I wish that was, like... She can sing and she can dance. Why would she not be famous? (laughs) She's the best of both. I feel like just for someone who's... um, 
if you're if you're one generation behind i feel like she went it's quite um a funny line to find where she went from the destiny's child girl to like the performer yeah. of her generation like where exactly did that happen it could be around four for me my yeah. actual entry point to her as a bit of a i would call myself like and between fan and super fan is lemonade i fucking yeah. love the songs in that album i've listened to that album so many times i'm a big fan of the new album too but one definite tangent i could take i could talk about this all day mate so please stop me but like okay stop <laughs> how someone even adjacent to the hip-hop world married to the king of hip-hop did a whole album about his cheating on her and sort of like and then invited him on stage to sing well yeah it's like i, I guess it's, it's forgiveness, forgiveness and reconciliation yeah. but it's also yeah. just um it like of all comparisons to make they're, for they're, you who loves the gossip oh mate, way, i love this... the gossip i love the gossip but i also think i also think uh I often uh, find it to be quite a sugary, like superficial, dumb thing that's just like, we're all talking about Philip Schofield right now, for instance, right? And it's like, I'll leave the guy alone right now. I mean, lots of people care a lot, mate. That's the problem. It's it's ratings and it's whatever. But for me, I'm about to make the king of comparisons for me. This is when you know I'm I'm fully in. Lemonade, to me, actually made me want to bloom and write about it on the level of like a Jack Kerouac thing. Like she was making... Mm art out of her life hence <laughs> lemon lemonade out of lemons the name of her yeah. album um and like a really almost for lack of a better term like grief-stricken betrayal ridden time of her life and yeah. making art out of it where it's like i think the thing where you, it reminds me also of um kendrick lamar's latest album where he like gets into quite a lot of trauma yeah. and to me that just feels like something especially the hip-hop genre um, it's just real it's it's very real right it's very real and um I think we all saw, I'm not sure you remember, but there was that video of Solange, her sister, and Jay-Z. Who also turned up, by the way. Who also turned up and did a sick dance. I was, like, really into her just (laughs) doing the dance and not singing, actually. I thought that was sick. Um, Yeah, but there was that video a few years ago. Do you remember? When Solange and Jay-Z got into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the reason I find it amazing that she gets really into it in her art is, like, from the outside, with the amount of celebrity cachet and power they have as a couple, you know, that they're the freaking antithesis of like celebrity power couple right mm. i would think they need to manage that so hard that like the idea of even like communicating yeah we've been going through a thing is like off limits right that's like a mm. shut down the gossip rags or whatever but in fact she made a whole album out of it which i think is laudable and amazing and how she probably exercised those demons and how they're probably on the right page to- today this is all kinds of conjecture but just as a fan i love that she put all her shit out there and some of my favorite of her songs ever are on that album and let alone you know working on her personal stuff she's like really on the forefront of culture like there's some bits in formation do you know the song formation yes of so course like I the song formation. so i don't even what would you call that twang at the beginning of that song because like even yesterday it starts <laughs> and it's like it starts a whole stadium erupting on that noise is just yeah. it's lit it's so cool it's like uh it's like a wrestling entrance that makes everyone pop with just like the weirdest noise, but because we're all got the same hive mind going where we respond like Pavlov's, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's just like we all, oh, mate, some of our songs are so good. I've gone on a tangent now, but I love No, no, it. it's fine, it's fine. It's just just thinking about how fucking yeah. brilliant, real that album is. Yes. And then, yet yeah, I could turn the radio on in the car. Right. And suddenly hear, uh, it's it's hard just to have a dig, but there's a song mm. that really fucking winds me up. Oh, here which we go. Goes, Let's go. Like, <laughs> which goes green green grass blue blue sky and i'm just like why the fuck is this a song and why is it on the radio because people like it and buy it and it's fine Let's but go. just like i would not i would be such a bad you know that song though right i yes and i'd be such a bad 
podcast co-host if all I did was encourage us to love up on stuff because it needs the contrast of you hating. You're a glorious hater and it's only because you do <laughs> So yeah, I, I needed to put that in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> My actual low-key favourite moment was um, Blue Ivy singing at some point and she's like, everyone gives her a little clap. This is Beyonce's daughter. Yeah. And she goes like, I want to do that again because that feels good. And it's like, okay, they included that beautiful quote in it for a reason because with all the you know, apparatus and power and riches it takes to put on a performance that good. It all comes mm. down to that's the essence of it. It just, I want to do it again because yeah. it feels good. And that's that kid level of intensity and energy that she was, she still got to this day. I tell a lie. My actual favorite moment of this film was she was so happy with the, the weight loss and getting back in shape that she was able to fit into a, a costume. She hadn't been able to fit in for years and they get someone yeah. on the phone to show. I think they call them creative director or something. I'm like, Ooh, um, this person's going to be really psyched to see it because he works on the show, clearly, mm. and he's looking at it through a camera phone. And he sounds mad, like, just, oh, cool. And then they show it to the camera, and it's Jay-Z. Yeah. And they hang up on him, and, like, all the girls are like, see, that's what happens when you tell a guy. They're just not as hyped. I just thought that was such a, you know, to go off all yeah. the actual marriage drama, just on, the, on a clear, like, male-female in relationships level, that is the sort of thing a guy wouldn't be quite as hyped about and not get to the level that her and her girlfriends would get that it's a big yeah. deal i just love that they included that little tidbit my um, my favorite thing is that she performed one of my favorite songs of lemonade oh, what's one of your favorite songs the jack white tune ah uh, yeah um <sighs> don't bad. hurt yourself yeah very good song. and because she she's out of her like initial costume in this sort of like black big puffy jacket thing yes just going fucking ape shit dude shit yeah and it's just like, it's such a fucking great for song. such a polished performer she's also so raw and yeah in that song yeah. especially i it really was her dead dirty diana it was her Dirty Diana, mate. I was a bit... I really wanted... Um, because it was like they made a whole film out of this, I was like, I wonder if there's going to be a Jack White show. I would have yeah. freaking loved that. But just the fact that he's on that record, and I think... Um, I can't remember. Is Kendrick on it? Yes, he is. Um, yeah. James Blake, of all people. Like, it's a very... It's a touchstone yeah. for 2016, is that album, in lots of ways. I had I had one word that popped into mind, which is so weird for a festival, a film and festival mm. performance. Quite a sensual performance like you get such an idea of the physicality of bodies on stage and the yeah. thing that she does that i've never really seen another performer do maybe if i was a bit more of an mj super fan and i could cherry pick i'm sure you'll tell me he does this mm. as well but like she plays off not only her the crowd and orchestrating that huge crowd she her facial expressions they're on point mm. like she knows i guess it's because from a young age right same as michael yeah. again but like um i guess and because she knows they're filming it and blah 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 but there's this thing where you're like if you're playing to the back of the room like as a yeah. um a television or theater actor a sitcom or theater actor as opposed to like a film actor where it's all about the close-up and you're a lot smaller there was this thing of she's obviously doing the biggest shit to get to the back row but also the amount of close-ups it showed where she was just so in the performance and in the song and reacting to it and like her, well, i think um, in, in, in a in a very sort of minute mm way or probably in a big way mm. if you even remotely look like or feel like you're not 100% there or 100% into it yep. without realising some other elements of your performance are going to dip mm, so I think you you have to 100% be in there you don't know mm. who's looking, who's watching, who's in the front rows, in the back, yep. what the camera's going to capture or anything like that, you've just got to be yeah. on it yeah, yeah yeah i guess and there was this thing of um she did it at tottenham Hotspur. how did i think we would last under an hour on this <laughs> we're nearly done <laughs> to wrap up i think um another thing um there's this thing where she's like everyone say hey miss carter it's like a teacher yeah. everyone's hey miss carter and it's like i think we've grown up watching gigs more with like um bands where it's like 
stage banter is a pretty funny thing to talk about like one of our favorite bands yeah. tom york he doesn't really have it but he'll like talk to you a bit <laughs> and i think there is a... he'll tell you who to vote for yeah there's a lot there's a bit of um grandstanding let's say but like there is something to like okay a few thank yous between songs there is something to putting a crowd at ease by saying anything and obviously, yeah. if you tell a joke, if you put people at ease, it's even better, right? And there was something to the way she did it both in this film and live for me where it's like, she gets, you know, really cliche stuff. Kind of, you know, how are we doing tonight on the left-hand side? How are we doing on the right? How are we doing in the middle? How are we doing in the back? Getting everyone to yeah. cheer a bit. Like, making you actually feel like they're genuinely grateful you're there and it means a lot to them. Like, she did five nights at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Can you imagine? It's yeah. freaking crazy. Um, but just that sort of thing, I feel like, is... Um, really like baseline necessary for those signs in the same way we in the same way we were talking about bands who don't quite like that's just the thing that as an utter pro she was just doing it's like a bit of talking between a bit of putting you at ease a bit of making the whole place feel like we're all together and doing this it's like yeah. setting the parameters for like us as you know, eighty thousand, sixty thousand, whatever it is, yeah. we all feel together in this experience. Um, one, one thing, one, one thing I also wanted to say. Yes. Um, the really obvious thing that you'll notice straight from the off if you do watch it, yeah. and this has to be the last point because we yes, need to wrap yes, up. yes, let's wrap up. Um, but <laughs> is the fact that it is a it's um a mixed match of both nights at Coachella yes. cut together, but yeah, cut together that. so fucking brilliantly yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like night one. Yeah. The whole her and like her whole backing band are in like a yellow outfit. Yeah. Or maybe it might have been night two. I don't know. One of the nights. Yeah, in yellow. yeah whichever night. And the other and the other night they're all wearing the same outfit but in pink. But it just cuts together and you just immediately you're like, wait a minute, am I watching two shows? But then you're like, okay, cool. They've just they've just told us that from the off. Yeah. This is how they've put it together. And you're like, okay, fair enough, don't mind. I'll go I'll go along with the ride. Because there's there are some times where I don't know, there are some bands where they try and do it sneakily. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and, and you're kind of like, oh, am I really watching the one show? Am I watching the whole one night or the night two no, or whatever like, it is? we did two nights. We did two nights and we're giving you, we're just putting it together because yeah. we've probably got a better shot from this angle. We've got a better shot from that angle or whatever and just well, crack well, on. I'm about to give you some score guesses, but like, are we just like, my, my scores are off now that we've talked about it. Like I can confidently say that. Was there anything on a third watch where you've got like a bit of, was there anything to nitpick? Like, you know, you can't nitpick her as a, as a performer, but like in terms of the film, was there any thought that occurred to you that like... Oh, just put up the song titles, Jeff. Just... Oh, really? <laughs> no, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a nitpick from the last two, yeah, but yeah, for this yeah, one. Yeah. Well, yeah, because to be honest, I, again, mm. I knew the songs. I didn't really know the songs. Again, I, I, it's mm. very weird for me. I'm not a Beyonce super fan. Right, I right. didn't go to have one of her five nights at the Tottenham Hotspur yeah, Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of, I just, but I just enjoyed it. I thought I'm watching the best of this stuff. Yes, and yes, yes, I yes. Can't, I can't not enjoy that. I don't know how. And again, just the arrangements. Again, just, so I did yes. make a note on, so, so for example, like starts with Crazy in Love mm. and then the whole second verse, they just go half time and it just sound, it gives it a completely different groove and vibe. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. And like yeah, yeah. In, the mid, in the middle of Sorry, there's like a big break, breakdown dance sequence in the yes, middle of it as well. Yes, yes, yes. And it's just, it, that's the stuff I really, it's like they've taken the song and they've gone, right, what the fuck can we do with it to yeah. make it? Yeah, cool. yeah, and they straddle that um, line of like not, you know, my favorite sort of Bob Dylan thing of like playing a, a song in such a different arrangement that you're like, wait, what song is this? Like she's never <laughs> verging on that, but they play with it. They definitely play with it. You get that yeah. adrenaline jolt of like this is the song I came to hear, and she sounds exactly yeah. like on the record. But then you're right, they definitely do play with it, and um, yeah. there's this element of doing cool so, new guesses, shit with it. Yes, yes. Um, I also want to just a shout out Nadine Graham of Billboard. She wrote a really cool article on Beyonce's Homecoming, uh, perfectionism, gags. 
B's tough pregnancy and more. That was just sort of my recap for some of the context on this. These are wrong. I put four, four, and I don't know why, but I have to be honest about locked-in scores. I put a three for after. I just felt like maybe, like, pushing you to watch something you'd already seen. Again, you just give me a bit of, like, pushback. Like, oh, I had to watch it again, even though you liked it. But for some reason, I put... Forfeit enjoyment just because you knew to look forward to music. I think now I just should have switched those two. It should have been three, four, four. Um, but I put four for anticipation, four for enjoyment because how could you not? Could this be our first five, I'm thinking, now that we've talked about it? And three for afterwards. So four, four, three were my so guesses. So I've won again is oh. all we need to say here. So I had two in anticipation. Wow. <laughs> I was, so Seen this before. was a th- busy this week. Is, well, well it's, it was a Thursday to Monday. There wasn't a lot of time oh, okay. to find... To let the listener really know what's going on here. <laughs> Thursday yeah, to so... Mondays are a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> you know, like, I... I don't know what you got planned this weekend, but throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been more explicit. Part of me was thinking, I'm going to let him decide. But at the end of the day, if he's seen it twice and just needs to get up the Wikipedia... But like, That's cheating, Jeff. That's kind of cheating, I guess. Um, okay, so two So to I had two, three for enjoyment. Oh. Um... Because I'd seen it before. Right. Okay. It wasn't it didn't blow me away the first time. But then right. five five in retrospect. Wow, two, three, five. So I was off by that's the most I've ever been off by. I was off by five altogether and you were off by one. That's a mad win for your boy. Um one of your boys. My boy <laughs> <laughs> Um I am pit now. I will get my pitch out oh, there first nice and quickly. Oh, motherfucker. Because um you deserve well, I should cut that. That's that's probably the of a bit. You deserve to cut to have two hours. Just if we just let's just look at this as pure runtime. I'm lopping off two hours for you, mate. That's right. You get 17 minutes. But if you're thinking, hey, what? 17, yeah, 17 minutes is not nearly enough to talk for an hour. Oh yes, it is. And do you know why? Because you've already oh, watched two seasons of this show, and we could talk about it for quite a while. That's right. Season three, episode one of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. It has oh, gone live I've on been Netflix. waiting for this. It's I've been time. waiting for this. It is time. <laughs> At my I watched those two seasons like in a binge. <laughs> I know. Those right? first two seasons. And you felt weird I, and like you I, needed I, a shower I, yeah. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say shower. <laughs> A comedic shower of sorts. That's really funny. Oh, so we and need I to... think there are even more cameos in this season. Listen, it's, uh, it's, it's time. Have you already watched it? I've You've wa- probably finished the season. I haven't, actually. I've, I've held back because I want to be really fresh to just speak about this one episode, potentially. But there's a lot of room for discussing everything. If you end up wanting to do a binge, I'm probably this week going to watch more. So, But if all you want to watch is the first one because of the time, 17 minutes is a golden running time. Uh, now I feel really mean for what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> so this this is a very strange one. I think this, this will probably be the weirdest pitch I ever give you, Jeff. This, you in, were, in the in the history of this pod. You were bigging yourself up a lot last week for finally getting a pod out. What in the world is this going to be? So um, I don't even know why I scrolled to it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is something that I watch annually Ooh. because it happens once a year. It's happening today at 6pm. Uh, you can watch it. Possibly on YouTube, on the company's website. I'm not watching Love Island, like am I? No, that's um, premiering tonight. So this this has a very, very, very strange, weird link to culture and content. Oh, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm straddling. I'm straddling. Someone's <laughs> reaching. I think reaching's the first. Uh, so today okay. is the start of the worldwide developer conference uh, oh, for I Apple. I hate uh, love you in equal measure right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, am and I going to watch your p- keynote? At 6 p.m. is the keynote um, for that. So this is specifically, this conference isn't a iPhone launch. It's not anything like that. It's specifically for developers. Yeah. But there is something very interesting that may happen 
in this keynote. No, which... come back, listener. You've already made it through like an hour or more. <laughs> stay. <laughs> you can stay with us. Let him talk. He's nearly done. Something, something, Apple. He's nearly done. Okay, so it's not about a specific thing. It's about what that might happen. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry, I just anyway, need to get Watch a keynote because this technology keynote? and stuff is what we're recording this freaking pod on right now. It's wow. what content's created wow. on. Good shout. It's, it's, and to be honest, it's something that is a conference and a keynote for developers. Right. But over the last 10, 20 years with the boom in sort of technology, yeah. regular consumers watch it as well to find out what's going on and what's coming up. Right. So a regular I think consumer it's... like little old me could even make sense of it as of what you're saying. No, a weird <laughs> geek like me. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm interested in what you take from it, oh, to be honest. Okay. I'm interested yeah, yeah. in whether you care about your latest update to your phone, right. whether you care about the la- latest software update on, on your Mac or whether anything that they release or launch has any relevance to you in your life For the whatsoever. listener's context, Christopher is like my tech guru, and he occasionally, you know, sometimes gently, sometimes not so much, is trying to has help Has a go me. at him about the hardware at the start of a pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I also come to you with questions, and I also feel like sometimes you try and uh, teach me or show me things, and, like, I've got the energy of someone who is interested. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> but we're about to really put that to the test today. It's not Timmy Cook, is it? It's not old Timmy. Oh, it is Timmy is Cook. Is it Timmy? All yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. And also, what's, what is interesting is that since COVID, a lot of these used to be on a stage. They're mm. now more of a produced product, which wow. is quite interesting, with sort of weird segues here and there. Actually, of... quite, I, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous so, now of how uh, I don't know how long, long it's going to be. Okay. It could be anywhere between an hour and two hours. Um, That's all right. We're good. We're good. But they are more of a polished article now because they are sometimes produced in advance. The whole thing, not just bits of it. Oh, it's okay. Sell out. Um, I'm already giving. (laughs) (laughs) It's a two. (laughs) I'm going to go back to the first Steve Jobs streamed live at six p.m. today. Streamed live at six p.m. Or you can watch it after the fact. Okay, cool. But then you get spoilers because you see it all in the news and on Twitter. So I mean, trust me, there've been a million of these and I've never felt (laughs) spoiled before. So I don't think I'm going to be spoiled. I just see Apple on BBC News and be like, yep, tech's still teching. So but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I think it'll be an I'm, interesting listen, discussion of whether you give a shit or not, the best, or whether you think it's relevant or not. This or... podcast doing its best isn't like the easy layup of I wanted to watch this already, or it isn't the, oh, fuck you for making me. It's that little middle ground, right? Where it's like, I've always low-key wanted to, but I need that And I've watched, I watch them every year, so it's just interesting. I mean, okay, let's see. Let's see if this is the start for me the same now, way. We have to end this pod. We have to get out of here. Where's the ejector seat? My guy has been trying to push the eject button for time. And we are finally here now. We have Where the fuck are those guitars? <laughs> we have things to look forward to next week. Everyone enjoy yourself. Um, we have a very clear winner this week. He's on a bit of a streak. Will it continue? See you for the Apple keynote. See you uh, for the sketch comedy on Netflix. And we hope you have a terrific week. Until then, goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro, or if you don't like the whole show, question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast, if you think we both speak too fast, too many tangents never stay on task, pick up a book instead. 
If you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again